Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. The Waco History Podcast is sponsored by Brotherwell Brewing on Historic Bridge Street in Waco. Welcome to the Waco History Podcast. We're going to air for you over the next few months a special series of Waco History Living Stories. Uh, these were segments that were originally aired on KWBU here in Waco. Uh, they were produced by the Institute for Oral History editor, Michelle Holland, and narrated by two fabulous narrators, uh, Louis Mazze and Kim Patterson. And so these highlight oral histories from the collection of the Institute for Oral History at Baylor University, which I direct, which has been around since 1970 and has over a thousand interviews related to Waco and McLennan County history, and we're happy to highlight those here. This Living Stories excerpt will talk about changes in basketball over the years and features an oral history by Grant Taft. The sport of basketball was created in 1891 by Dr. James Naismith a teacher at the International YMCA Training School in Springfield, Massachusetts. Since that very first game that involved a soccer ball and two peach baskets, the sport has undergone many changes. Baylor football coach Grant Taff recalls when a high school coach in Snyder, Texas, drove him to basketball tryouts at San Angelo College in the early 1950s. We go to the gym, report in, then they take us into the gym and coach... uh, Baumgartner, who was a UT guy, and his assistant was Phil George, a UT guy, and brought us in there and said, look, guys, said we got uh, five scholarships. They're actually partial scholarships. You have to work if we give you one. We'll give you a job and give you a partial scholarship. We only have five of them, and so we're going to have to try out those five. I'm thinking, wow, how is this going to work? said, okay, guys. Uh, in a moment, uh, Coach George is going to come up here and he's got two big boxes. Those boxes are filled with boxing gloves. And you pick you a pair of boxing gloves, put those on, and this is a, a basketball, he said. Now, we're going to just split you up. Half of you take your shirts off, half of you leave your shirts on. We'll be shirts and skins, and we're going to have a basketball game. He said, all right, when Coach George throws the ball up, we want to see who the last five standing are. So... There was my chance for the education. And you better believe I was one of the last five standing and I got the scholarship. Had so, nothing to do with basketball. Uh, it was a brawl. Yeah, yeah. It was a brawl. That's all you can say about it. Now, of course, you'd be in 12,000 lawsuits and the NCAA would send you to somewhere else. <laughs> Wilma Bunton played on the girls' basketball team at John H. Reagan High School in Houston in the 1920s. She describes the uniforms. We had a, a sweater that came over and it had to have long sleeves. And then we had these black bloomers that were box pleated. 
And I spent every Saturday getting that attire ready for the next week. We had electric irons by that time, but it would have been rough if it had been before that. Let me tell you, before it was all over, we began to have the uh, shorts, but they came right here at the knees. I imagine they'd call them clam diggers now. Uh Bunton explains how the court differed for girls during that era. It was divided in thirds. When it was divided in thirds, that was much more difficult for us because the stops and starts were so sudden. There were certain lines you didn't go over, it was called a foul. But they soon realized that was harder to play than what the boys were playing because the boys could get stretched out. Uh And there we had to observe all those lines. And then they had the toss-up. And if you happen to have somebody tall as you are, well, this poor little fellow on the other team never had a chance. So, And you had to stay on your side of the line. The ones who were standing waiting had to be quick enough to know where that person was going to tip the ball, and they'd try to get around there and get it. And they've come a long way in kind of evening that out. They thought they were making it easier on us, and they weren't. Over the years, many new rules and regulations have been put in place to make men's and women's basketball the sports they are today. Who knows what changes are in store for the future? Thanks for listening to the Waco History Podcast. Like what you heard? Subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes so we can reach more listeners. You can find show notes and info on every episode at wacohistorypodcast.com and more info on Waco's past at wacohistory.org. Our theme music, used with permission, is Cross the Brazos at Waco, performed by the late Billy Walker. For more info on Billy's music, go to billywalker.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. This has been a Rogue Media Network production. <laughs>